Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and our fear is running out of beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And this And I'm Mike, and this week we are reading our Patreon. And we're uh, the so Drunk look, Guys. Oh yeah, fuck we are. I'm not just even drunk yet. <laughs> and we are the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading our patron selected book of the month, Insurgent by Veronica Roth. And, uh, and Nate's gonna start with a beer. So... My beer is called We Ourselves Are Strange and Unusual, also known as Divergent. <laughs> it's a Beetlejuice reference, that, uh, that title. Oh, God. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is, is that a, a that pumpkin and jizz beer. What is that? Sour Pumpkin Ale with, with Vanilla and Spices by uh, Front Porch Brewing. And it is, uh, I had forgotten it was a sour when I took a sip. So when I took a sip, it was like, <laughs> Surprise. Whoa. Whoa. Holy shit. Uh, sour pumpkin. That sounds like one of the forbidden Kama Sutra moves. <laughs> Only the most advanced Tantra masters attempt a sour pumpkin. It mainly just tastes like a sour beer that might have a little bit of vanilla and spices. I really do not taste the pumpkin at all. But it also doesn't taste like a different fruit. So, yeah, I don't know. Tastes like sour vanilla. Sour <laughs> oh. vanilla cinnamon. Sounds like, like old milk. It. <laughs> it's cottage cheese. Uh, so, uh, our theme this month was what shitty series should we continue? And the patrons delivered by voting for the Divergent series. Which, honestly, I forgot everything about. And I refused to read about it. So I, I, was I like, read the Wikipedia summary. Just to try and remember of the first one. Here's what I remember. I I listened to our episode on the first book, and can I just state for the record, when you guys were like, maybe we should do the second one, I was like, no. No, we're definitely not. But here I fucking am. It's been, what, like two years? We recorded in like November of 2020, maybe December of 2020. That was a whole pandemic ago. Yeah. Jesus. I barely remember last week. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is a well here we are so here's what i did remember it takes place in post-apocalyptic chicago i think is and it chicago i can't even fucking remember it's chicago and, and people are fighting over sat words <laughs> i'm pretty sure that was it <laughs> all, all of the K- kate winslet tries to mind control everyone that's all i that's all i got but they're fighting over the sat words because they all belong to because they take a personality test like they're going to the fucking scientology center and they get put into different groups, and they're like their main personality traits are like being reckless or being a farmer or something. <laughs> if like you're nice, you're a farmer because that's <laughs> famously a trait of farmers. Got to be yeah, they're nice. Really, they're really stupid traits. <laughs> and I, I was thinking that they call them dauntless the whole book because they're fearless, but no, they're really just fucking reckless teenagers. And yeah. at one point in the book, like, did you ever notice there are no older Dauntless people? Like, at a certain point, they get too old for their parkour nonsense. Yeah, 22. And they just expel them. <laughs> yeah, or the they, moment they have they to stretch kill in the morning, themselves. Like, if I can't jump onto a moving train like a hobo, I'm not living anymore. And then they just die. Or they become bums. And, uh, you know, this was... There are more bums on the trains in this book than... Uh, well, almost as many bums as there are on the subway in New York City these days. But it's... <laughs> Like there's a huge bum section <laughs> of the book. Um, anyway, that's what I remembered, and I remember that this guy is named Four because uh, he has a small schmeckle, and then there's Triss, 
because she loves Triscuits. But they're all like kind of <laughs> that's a <reeling>. personality. <laughs> <laughs> because she's there, she's divergent, and is he divergent too? Yeah, yes. forget now. Every is, main right? character is divergent, right? Because uh, they, they can become have two adjectives that describe them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, annoying and stupid. <laughs> it could be both. And so they just had this crazy thing at the end of the first book, and they were all brainwashed using some sort of fucking special brain juice that was a fucking open, god damn it. That was run by the smart faction with their juice machine. <laughs> <laughs> So this is Juice Machine from Treehouse, and it is an American double IP that's 8.2% alcohol. So I went to, oh, that's really delicious. I went to Treehouse the other day, and uh, it's an amazing place. It's this ginormous facility, but they're fucking joyless bastards. They limit you. You can only buy three beers. What? They make you wear a wristband, and they mark it. And I asked, I was like, is this some sort of bullshit Massachusetts law? Like some Puritan shit. He's like, no, we just do that because we don't want people to drinking and driving. He's like, I brought my wife for a fucking reason. (laughs) It was not for her company. What did you, did they allow you to have her three? Oh, yeah, they weren't really paying attention to that. Because we also went with my pregnant sister in law, and she had three beers too, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's pretty, she's starting to show. So they were like, whatever, man, that's your decision. That's between you and that kid's, you know, mental health counselor like down the line. But uh, they had uh, 30 beers that you could buy to go. And my wife was like, what, how much do you think you're going to smell? I was like, just tell me the number I can't go over and I'll make it fit. And so I show her like the cart because you have to do it all on your phone. And it was like 483 bucks. She's like, are you fucking serious right now? I was like, I skipped half of them. Like, and she, you need to cut. I was like, all right, I, the best I could do is, you know, like that meme where it's like, people wanted this, but the best I could do with is this, like the fucking pawn shop guys. Oh, so yeah. So like, listen, uh, I know you want it to be 23 bucks, but the best I could do is four fifteen. And she was like, I fucking, I can't believe I'm married to you. And it happened. I bought them all. So <laughs> look for those in coming episodes. And now I'm grounded. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you can't spend any more money. He's like, okay, yes, boss. <laughs> uh, but they make mostly IPAs that are all around the same. Like, a lot of them are double IPAs. And they're really good. But they kind of taste the same. Uh, they're kind of similar. One of the bartenders was, you know, when you're limited to how many beers you could have, I at least was like, well, I need to make an informed decision. So I was like, tell me more about this other IPA. And the guy had the craziest beer descriptions I've ever heard. One of them, and this is a direct quote, he said, imagine a galaxy hop, but it's turned into a lollipop. And then that's turned into a beer. And I was like, I have fucking no idea what that means. So is he a trilogrifier? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take one. That will be one of my wife's I'll beers. A, I'll take a four pack. <laughs> I think my wife wants to drink that one right now. <laughs> so anyway, juice machine. So these smart people, erudite, they uh, are Machiavellian pricks run by the lady from Titanic when she doesn't get to live with Jack anymore. Janine. Janine with from HR. The most. <laughs> The most, like, average-sounding villain name, just, like, average person name, Janine Matthews. It's Janine from HR. That's, like, half the book. She's like, listen, we got to talk about that outfit. <laughs> like, your coworkers have been complaining about your body odor. 
Speaking of <laughs> HR complaints, um, that doesn't actually apply. I just I want to drink this one. I don't want to be left out. This book is long and fucking stupid. Oh my anyway, God, so much nothing. This happens. is from Grimm, and it's about the factions. They're good at one thing. Actually, they're not even good at that one thing. They just are that one thing. Uh, so this is called Hyperfocus, and it's a Devil India Pale Ale. Good luck to That's me. what the, the, the non-virgins are. They're hyper-focused on one thing. Whereas Triss is the, is the crazy unicorn who could fit into three categories of life. Yeah, but like... Mineral, plant, and vegetable. <laughs> she can run a pan animal. She could be anything. I'm sure we discussed this many times the last one, but the system doesn't make any sense because no, no one so is just ways. one thing. It doesn't, all it doesn't make any thing. sense. Fucking so I was, was going to save this for later, but this reminded me a lot of astrology. Because the thing is about astrology is like the trait, well, <laughs> not only that it's bullshit, but like the reason why people can kind of think, hey, you know, Virgos are kind of like this and Leos are kind of like this because they're traits that everybody has sometimes. So you see them doing the thing and they're like, ah, see, astrology is true. But everybody has those traits, which is the same thing as all the people in all of the stupid factions that I cannot even remember their names and don't care. Well, like the stupidest one is candor, which is they tell the truth. It's like the other ones always lie. Like, but no. But like, is that it? What is their role in society that they're just tactless? They're, yeah. <laughs> like, they're yes, just... that does make you look fat. <laughs> <laughs> Without that, society can't function. I'm sure that they're they just, explained they're destroying it in marriages. the first one, but I don't remember. But it doesn't matter because it's stupid. I had a, a, I had a teacher who <laughs> said to cla- the class, like, about astrology, he's like, asked people, like, what's your birthday? And then it's like, oh, so you're a Sagittarius or whatever. And then read the horoscope. He's like, what does that like apply? Do you think that? And they were like, yeah, it does. Like, oh, sorry, that was Pisces. That was the wrong one, but you said it applied, you dumb asshole. <laughs> and then the kid's like, oh, wait, what do you mean? He's like, you're just, you're just fucking want it to be true. All right, so that's why that's bullshit. And the same thing is this too: confirmation they, bias. It's like that yes. tweet that the well-known the making fun of them was like the dude's like, you know, I'm a Leo, but I just tell everyone I'm a Sagittarius because it's fun. And they're like, you know, that's so true. That's literally like. What a and the second tweet is just like, well, actually, I'm a Scorpio, so you all are bullshit. I once had a teacher who instead <laughs> read the Ungan horoscopes. I don't oh, know when they're like, you will. They say you never hear the shot that kills you, but you'll hear all 40 that hit you today in a public restroom or something. What? So this is the Onion, you know, the satirical newspaper also has a horoscope section. I thought you you said the Onion. Oh, no. I was like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Yeah, like, you shall cast wing spells of, uh, you know, queefs of enchantment. Okay, so normally I would say we really got to talk about what happens in the book, except I have no idea what happens. Okay, I took in a lot of notes book. because it was just so I would remember. Um, it starts so in medias res. It starts menses. in at, or in Latin uh, at the endus of the last bookus. It thus begins. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're like they just Tris has. Um, her brain is capable of two adjectives, so uh, the mind control serums doesn't work on her because uh, science. Because <laughs> um, they get put in a simulation. 
Yeah, but Sim- but it's real life. I gotta fucking. I wanna like keep. They were in the simulation. Like no, it was very real. Like they think that they're doing something else. Like they think that they're making a souffle when in reality they're executing an entire populace that disagrees with the revolution, because they have taken control of the government from abnegation, who are the selfless people, famously people in government. Um, so now Erudite is like, I'm in the boss. You're the boss, and I'm going to mind control like the soldiers. She tried to come with all, uh, you know, dauntless, selfless yeah. names for the... I was trying to think of, like, candor is tactless. <laughs> and then... Um, but I couldn't remember the Amity is... Uh, well, then there's one, like, careless... <laughs> Like, they are careless. And, and dopey. That, that, <laughs> that, there's, a, there's a fun thing in that one because they, well, they are now on the run because she's just escaped the simulation, which is not a simulation. It's, uh, it's happening. Um, they're, not, they're walking she around. She all her vocabulary shit. skills with abnegation. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the words, who knows? <laughs> words uh, don't mean everything that they mean in real life in this book. Well, she's not a candor, so she doesn't have to be accurate. No. She's also... I mean, she might be Jewish. She could be a cantor. Um, <laughs> no, doesn't she thank? Uh, doesn't she thank Jesus? And like, I, I, she I, I saw does Roth and I, was like, I remember that. Jewish now. She thanks Jesus, or she might just say God. It says God, so it could just be the OG, literally. Um, but I thought it was like, didn't she, I thought she, this is in the book where she's like to my favorite carpenter or something like that. <laughs> something like very like Christian. You're like, oh wow, it's possible. But so they're on the run, and they're no, taking. Thank you, God, for your son and for blessing me. Oh, well, that's there you go. Can, that's a, that's that's oh, that's the uh, that's the Jesus. Grant, but I'm going to leave that one for yet for later because I have much <laughs> much stupider reason. Um, <laughs> so they're on the trains, which they only ride these trains that never stop. The trains never stop going because you know. It's like, uh, what happens to your mom? Yeah, <laughs> it's perpetual. It's a perpetual motion machine um, of a train running. And so they take all the trains out to the outskirts of town, that town being Chicago, to all the farms uh, where Amity lives on their this farms. This is where we used to let black people live, but they're not in this book anymore. <laughs> no, they don't live in down, outside the city. <laughs> there are no black people. In the, there's like one black person. Uh, there is, I think, one. And she's the, she's the candor, right? Uh, she's the candor that became it. I don't know. It's her friend fucking Christina or something. I only remember that because she's like, oh, right, because we look so similar, right? Ha, 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 ha. I was like, oh, I guess that girl was black. I don't remember from the first book because there's 3,000 characters that you learn the names of that do not fucking matter I'd because like they're, they're plot fodder for getting shot later. It'd be like, tension is ramping up. That guy I don't remember died. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so they're taking the trains out to Amity who are the the Switzerland of uh, this place, <laughs> minus all the Nazi <laughs> shit, um, uh, because they just like yeah, to farm. Wait, hold, wait, you knock next time. I, I was counting my Jew gold. <laughs> <laughs> so they're out in the farms, and they're like lying low, because Amity's like, this is, you know, this is neutral territory. You guys can hole up here for a bit. But, you know, Triss and Four are so rough and tumble because they're dauntless, and they just got to have a gun, and they can't be nice to people because they're, Brave and you know, brave of course also means huge asshole. Um, <laughs> but also they kept calling she, him Tobias for the first few chapters. Like, that's his I was name. like, who the fuck is Tobias? Because they call him four for nine hundred pages last time. And at the end, you learn his learned his, you learned his real name. And then they switched to Tobias in this one, and I forgot because I hated the book. That um, was a big reveal. That like, oh my god, four is so cool. What's his real name? And you're like, wow, he should have gone back to four. <laughs> as, as dumb as that was. 
Tobias is a tough name. It's like it's like his, his father heard a boy named Sue. He's like, I'm not going to be that bad, but I'm going to come close. Well, his dad is the was the president that got overthrown, um, and that's why I got this beer. Uh, it's not actually a beer, but um, so they're escaping and they're living out of me. And his dad is also there because he's been you know overthrown and they're trying to kill him. And his dad's a real dick. But, you know, he's there with his son, and they got into a lot of little scraps, you know, because of their contentious relationship, because his son abusive. left abnegation to become a dauntless, and he hates his dad. Also, his dad is an abusive prick. But, you know, I have a rule that if I see a beer and I think, that's stupid, but if I keep laughing to myself about it while I'm still in the store, then I have to get it. <laughs> um, so Marcus, his dad, no matter how much times they fight, he's like, you're my son, boy. <laughs> this is son boy. <laughs> Wait, you mean like the pineapple coconut? Yeah, no, this thing. Uh, you you had one of these a long time ago. I remember you saying it was really good. Um, but yeah. This is the tangerine one, and it's a spiked coconut water called Sun Boy. And I laughed a lot for that <laughs> stupid, stupid reason. <laughs> this is pretty good. I don't taste a lot of coconut. The tangerine's quite strong. Well, coconut water is doesn't have a strong taste. You know, I don't think I've ever had just like coconut water because I'm, I don't know, not an asshole. You're not uh, Caribbean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you're Caribbean, sure. But if you, like, buy one at, like, Trader Joe's up here because, like, water's not flavorless or something, then... It's because it has electrolytes. Co- coconut water? really it? hard at Soul Cycle. I need to... Really <laughs> <laughs> so also, this whole time, as they're, like, being the shittiest house guests at Amity's, they... Uh, what's her name? Tris is carrying like a, a fucking hard drive, which I was picturing like a full drive like, that she took out of an old PC tower, <laughs> but it's like a thumb drive, probably. <laughs> probably. And they're like, this they are has in all the, the quote unquote future. This has all the evidence we need to show everybody that Erudite used people as puppets and marionetted them into, you know, ethnic cleansing. And for a while, and then there's like another guy that I forgot his name, I think it was Peter. Who's like, I want that. And she's like, no, I'll stab you. Because she's like, really? Well, Peter's like got the rage issues. bad guy, kind of. But then he's like, no, you have to hide it. We can't let them have that. And then all of a sudden she's like, no, I'm actually just going to break it. <laughs> she just destroys it. And you're like, what was that about? It's like a quarter of the end of the book. They're like, we have to go. And she's like, I can't let them Both of her parents drive. died at the end of the last book so that they could retrieve this evidence, didn't they? Yeah. But then she just destroys it. And then they don't really come back to it. It's just like, well, I can't let them have it. And then later on, someone's like, actually, there's like 15 of those drives floating around. You know, everybody's got a copy of Oh, yeah, when somebody points out to Tris that, oh, yeah, you know, you can make a copy of that. I mean, people, it's easy to make copy of digital data. So, like... Well, she's just a dauntless. She doesn't know how computers work. Yeah, it sounds like her her uh, her faction should have been clueless. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Though, I, I mean, they do been. make the Dauntless into just total fucking meatheads. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're just jumping over off of. They're just doing. They're like um, when Dwight in the office was doing parkour, <laughs> like parkour. like pushing off of a desk and going like, parkour. <laughs> like that's what they do. That's how they travel around and they're like this is so cool. And they have just tons of tattoos. Like they all have tramp stamps and they all have just like they dumb did shit. mention that. That four has a tramp stamp. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got a tattoo of every other faction for some reason. I mean, I guess that's that's brave. I guess fucking dumb <laughs> shit though. 
<laughs> I'm so dedicated to my one faction. I'm going to put the other ones on me. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, like, it's brave to get a tramp stamp as a dude. Uh, yeah, it is definitely sending a sign. Uh, it is a signal. <laughs> but uh, I just, I'm just looking through my, the things I highlighted. So they're all hamming, ha- hanging out in the, the farmhouses where they're laying low. And uh, evil Marcus, father of Tobias, is like, there's a bunch of secret stuff that we were going to tell everybody. But Gene was like, nah, son. I'm going to have a revolute. I'm going to revolute you so that you can't tell everybody the big secret. And you're like, what's the big secret? You're like, no, you got to wait till the end of the book to find out the big secret. Um, (laughs) They said that in the book. It's very meta. Uh, So then Tris is like, that's bullshit. Tell me the secret. It's like, no, I don't like you very much. No, there's 400 pages left. I couldn't possibly (laughs) tell you right now. Clearly, this is one of those books where Veronica Roth wrote the first one and spent God knows how long making it. And then they're like, this is gold. Make another one now. Didn't she write all of these like in college or like something like that, like right after college? I think she wrote the first one. It started as a college creative writing class assignment. Mm. And that professor was like, I'll give her an A. What's the worst that could happen? And then these books got public. (laughs) (laughs) The professor's like, what have I wrought? Bastard. Uh... She's what like, have it's I pronounced Roth. Roth. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but so they they're, they're, they just keep annoying everybody and not following rules and just because they're brave. Because they get there, like, but they get there and it's like the the leader is clearly John Smith because they're like everyone must work if you live here and they're like no <laughs> fuck you we don't like take out the garbage. <laughs> We just sit in a cave and eat hamburgers. That's what they did in the first book. And they also remember there was a part cake? in the first book where she had to explain when the character learns what a hamburger is. Do you remember that? Mm, yes. When she's like, "What is the circular meat bread?" Well, she, she grew up in abnegation, where they just eat like lentils that you pick off the bottom of a cat's foot that walk through your garden. <laughs> they just have fucking wicked gas the whole time. Yeah, cats sorry, I just had I'm on day four thousand and eleven of straight lentils. <laughs> and their pants. It's like those you know those like old timey underpants that had like a unbuttoned flap for the ass. <laughs> Theirs is like a like a dog door. It's just flapping in the wind. Well, that's that's it's because a, they're so selfless. These farts are for you. <laughs> I made them for you. No, wouldn't they, wouldn't they have to hold it in if selfless? No, they, they, yeah, they, they give everything. <laughs> they fart on a plant because the, the gases are good for the Here's plant. Where's your carbon? <laughs> Eat up, yum, yum, yum. Yeah, so here's your methane. At some point, she gets into a fight it's, with it's somebody. It's not methane, it's our thing. <laughs> and then the Amity boss lady, I forget her name because who cares, she's like, we're going to take you for a treatment and she's like what's that and then they they fucking just give her like mdma oh it's because she punched a dude and they're like they, they told the one rule is you can't fight people because our name is the non-fighters and so no fighting please and she was like i'm gonna do that for 19 seconds the guy she punched was kick- you know a terrible person and you know he deserved to get oh, yeah. punched probably because she's never done anything wrong but then they take her for treatment and they just give her drugs to make her like chill. And then it turns out they're just doing this to everybody in that faction all of the time through the food. So they're yeah, not it was like, really oh, nice. yeah, don't, don't eat the bread. It's like, oh, 
Also, you can't get much farming done if you're fucking high all the time. Well, they're just they're put in a is like they're they're very uh, they messed up the dose for her. They said that she was very you know comically high. Yeah, like just gave her. I just want a mega dose. Everyone else is microdosing on nice Molly. But they give her, and then they, is this when they give her the truth serum? Or is that later? No, that's later. That's, that's, that's when there's a candor. It's like 300 pages later. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know what? This is just another, there's many examples in the book, and I want to make Nate say stupid names, of uh, people people being involved. My last paper was called a juice machine, right? But here, clearly, they all are practicing all types of juice projects. <laughs> <laughs> but this has like five J's in juice. So it's, it's like G-Unit, but it's a juice project. And this is also from Trias, and it's juice project, citra plus peacherine plus HBC 1019. Uh, so this is an IPA that's 8.4% alcohol. It's really good, but it tastes a lot like the last one. Um, it's really good. And this beer, despite my wife's suffering, has been subsidized by our <laughs> supporters <laughs> over at Patreon. <laughs> And they helped pick this. We had a poll. We gave them the illusion of democratic choice, and they picked one of our several choices. <laughs> and we, we are grateful. But you could also get a Patreon and get all sorts of other stuff, like early access to episodes, exclusive content, our growing archive of episodes. It's about, it's, what does it need? About 1.3 million episodes in there at this point? Uh, Give or take almost, a few? It's, yeah. it's, 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 growing, it's growing daily. It's, it's obscene how many episodes are in the archive. There's still so much more. So many more that have to be uploaded. Somebody messaged and he was like, this is a real thing. It's not me making up fan mail. I mean, we get we don't get much of it. So I remember the real remember the real ones. And he said, I've listened to every episode twice. Like, maybe not, because there are some that no one has heard in a long time that have been <laughs> hiding in the, the drunk guy's vault. But you could access them there. You could also get all sorts of other shit. Join us for our live episodes, which we probably have to do one soon. So much more. But the most important thing is that on the patron poll episode, we thank those patrons by name. And Nate's going to thank those, pe- those fine people on both sides. Okay. I would like Jesus. to thank... I haven't looked at it. I would like to thank uh, Meep, Poo-Tang Clan, <laughs> Dr. Don Kedick, <laughs> Black Rabbit of Inlay, Aggie 97, Rhythm Avery, Method Man, Humid Oyster, <laughs> Kevin O. Irish Name, Linda, Nathaniel, Thick Richard III, Frederick, William, Derek, Carol, Yolanda, I, Nate, have a shaggy nutsack. <laughs> I, you know what I laugh at a lot? Was, I think it was Cujo, where Jimmy was like, that dog ate a house. I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I just find myself laughing at that sentence. <laughs> I did seen it. But yeah. I, Nate has a shaggy nutsack. I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank... If, elephants are, if elephants are the one animal that never forgets, then why does my grandma's dog still get skittish around me? It's the constant reminders. And the chihuahua is the smallest breed of dog in the world, but, do, but they do stretch out with enough force. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I'd also like to thank Julian. Now, does Brent have one? Is Brent one no, of those? He, Brent he, he insulted your, your testicles. He was shaggy. Okay, thanks, Brent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank Tyler, Grace, Catherine, Colton. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even know what this one is. I'm not looking yeah, at it. I haven't looked at the list. Heil never wipe semen off. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's like they tried to make a real name. <laughs> well, that's that's Eliza. So, oh, well done, super fun, <laughs> right. Eli. Uh, I wish I could remember to change my name every month the same way Nate remembers the age of consent wherever he goes. <laughs> Safod, Beeblebrox, Joe P, Hayden, Emotional Sport Burrito, <laughs> and CL. Thank you, patrons. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God, what There's have no we done? God here. Nate, Nate <laughs> speaks dyslexic cool. again. That word is dog, Nate. <laughs> So if you want to support the page, the page the podcast and become a patron, you go to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club and you can join that esteemed group of literary scholars and uh advocates for dog rights. So back to this shitty book. We're like like three We're chapters. Like a quarter, into this yeah, there's, there's book. like five hundred chapters. So eventually Triss and Four, they have to leave their whatever thing because they don't get along, I think. I don't know. That's probably incorrect. Because, but because Amity's decided they're not going to like be neutral anymore. They're like, you guys got to go. You're it's bad. It's bad juju for us to have you all here. They're going to come and kill us because we're like stoned ass farmers and and they have an, an army of mind controlled brave people. So yeah. So then they go over to Candor, like they're just trick-or-treating, like, what's in this next house? Let's just see what they yeah, have there. They just do a grand tour of all the other factions in this well, book. First, they, they, get, um, they, they get picked up by the factionless people train first, oh, yeah, which right. is an important thing because they, they get on you know, the rails with the factionless people, and they end up in a factionless you know, building full of them, which is like a mile away from Trisha's house. She's like, oh, I never saw this thing before. It's like, oh, what the fuck, dude? And she's amazed that they don't live like rats just scurrying around eating out of the garbage. Are you saying people just ignore the homeless people lying around? I'd say if you never, if, if there was a warehouse knew. full of hundreds of them one mile from house, you wouldn't be like, I never saw this block before. You're probably right. <laughs> but she she is amazed that they uh like, you know, live together and live like humans do. They don't just take bath salts and eat, eat each other's faces. Well, it happens sometimes, but, you know, because they're <laughs> factionless. They either have too many adjectives or not enough of one adjective to really be part of society. <laughs> so they have to, they have to be street He is dauntful. <laughs> he can't join us. Yeah, they're not and even fit for the lentils off a cat's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> there's one kid that's from the first book, you're like, am I supposed to? And it's like, I don't even remember the name. I'm gonna make it up. But and then she saw Haralambo, who <laughs> could have been. It could have been that. Who was the kid when they when they joined Dauntless? Their their initiation was, hey, pussy, run onto that moving train, and if you miss it, one have to jump off on the building. first try. No, first you had to jump onto the moving train from a building, to, isn't it? Yes, like on top of, you know, like yeah. a, an old Pizzeria Uno, you g- jump onto <laughs> a train. It's very Chicago. Like it's deep, it's deep dish. <laughs> and then you go jump off into an em- giant pit. Like it's the deepest dish. But then there was one kid who fucking tripped or something and he's like missed the train. They're like, he is dead to us. He's not brave because he tripped. <laughs> yeah, or because he was a bit of a pussy because it was like, what a ridiculous scenario. And she sees him, and he's a bum now. And she, he's like, "I'll suck your dick," but <laughs> she just, she, she just is like, "Wow, this is crazy." So many homeless people. But the most important thing 
is that you find that Tobias's mom, who the whole first book, he was like, my mom is dead. She is the queen of the bumps. She is the <laughs> factionless leader. And he's like, hi, mom. I'm home, but as you say, homeless. And, uh, you know, she comes to see him. And Triss is like, what is this? How could you keep this from me? You have a mom? You have a, this is crazy. We've you been in love for weeks. And two parents. Throughout the whole book, there's moments where they like almost have sex, by the way. But they, and it's just they like, can't because they're not kissed, married. He put his hand under my shirt and he touched things. I don't know what they're called yet because we don't have <laughs> sex at, at my Bible camp. I think but they're called ribs. Really cool. <laughs> he goes, ribs for her pleasure. <laughs> but then... <laughs> But then she's like, I'm not ready for this. Like, yeah, me too. I'm definitely not ready. I'm going to go to the bathroom and be alone for a few minutes. I'll see you bye. And then he he goes, always has to poop when he gets out of bed. <laughs> Why do I always see him, hear him crying afterwards? He didn't uh, need any lentils. <laughs> he goes, oh, no, my sperms. So she meets the, the, the homeless army. And she's like, I can't believe how many bums there are. I'm like, have you been on the trains? Like, it's incredible how many there are. <laughs> so the the bum leader woman, I forget her name. Was it Elizabeth Evelyn. or something like that? Evelyn. He's like, You should have stayed with me, Tobias. And he's like, Are you fucking serious? Like, definitely like, Christmas? Like as a bum? Like, this is never gonna be good. And so she's like, Meh. And then he just drops this one line in there about why his parents split up. And it's that sure my mom had an affair. But they broke up, and my dad was a real butthole about it. It's like, his mom, and I'm not, no judgment, but she fucked a bum. And then the <laughs> husband was <laughs> the husband was like, I'm not cool with that. <laughs> then he kicked her out of the Plus, house. Plus, he was probably beating her also. Totally. Yeah. I feel like that would probably be reason enough. <laughs> but, but she's like, my mom cheated on my dad with a factionalist dude. And then he was like, you have to leave now. And he's like, what a dick. I don't know. In this world, they're like, they ignore them. They pretend they don't. He's like, she, she fucked an untouchable. Yeah. And then the dad, who is a high-ranking whatever the he's fuck the he was. He's the fucking president. He's the president of, of, of Amity. The president of Chicago. Bob Fosse? <laughs> His father's yeah. Bob Fosse? Yeah, that's why he just jazz hands the whole fucking book. He's like, you gotta leave now. You can't still be my wife. That <laughs> You'll never be clean enough, yeah. And then Four's like, oh, it sucks. She didn't take me with her. And you're like, what is the fucking point of this nonsense? <laughs> because then there's like no healing there's no reconciliation he's just like he's known his mom was homeless for a while like every once in a while he must have like put up money in her coffee cup or something when he passed her when he was like doing a cartwheel across an intersection he's, he said he told trissy like he he met up with her like a while ago once and found she was alive and he's known since then but i guess he thought she was dead for a while but he's known for a long time at this point but he's he didn't tell anyone her because she didn't take him with her I guess she because left him with the abusive getting, dad. He's getting the shit out of him. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'd be mad about that too. But they you know they're brave, so they're just mad about everything all the time, and they're incapable of uh, thinking about anything. It seems, yeah, based he, on everything they do in this like, book. Except he can no, think about stuff because he's a he's a divergent. 
So we can like he's gonna die a virgin because they don't fucking yeah. have any <laughs> sex in this book. <laughs> and they're trying to kill themselves. But he's like, Yeah, mom, you're homeless and shit, but you know what's fucking for pussies? Affordable housing. Gotta go. And then he just like leaves her and he's like, I don't really care about her. And and uh, and and I don't either. I also don't care what happened to her. So is this where okay, so then they leave <laughs> and then they go to the Well she and she tells them a big her big plan. Which is, is like, she's tracking the divergence. She's tracking the divergence, and she wants to overthrow the government and do away with factions entirely. And everybody's like, "That's fucking stupid, you stupid bitch." And they're like, "Bye." <laughs> and then they leave. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, to us, that seems like a perfectly reasonable thing, but to them, that's. But it was very. I mean, this is foreshadowed in the first book. They are the bums of this world, right? And what do homeless people always ask for? Is it, what is they it change? For? They ask for change. <laughs> <laughs> and she is fomenting political rebellion. What symbolism? <laughs> I, I hope that was it. I hope that was her. They'll never pick up on this. This is this is the novelization of Tracy Chapman's talking about a revolution. Poor people gonna rise up. And take their share. No, I think this is the novelization. This is the made-for-TV novelization of Fast Car. And they're like, how about a train? <laughs> they get faster. <laughs> so finally, they get to Candor. They get to Candor, and they have to, when they arrive, they have to take truth serum. But yet, Triss, so first, uh, first four does it and reveals, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't give a shit what he did because it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, do that too. And then Tris it really didn't. Tris has to take it, but yet somehow because she's trivergent, she can. You don't find out till later, I think. But uh, she's trivergent. She can somehow like kind of defeat the truth serum a little bit, but send. But she also chooses to share that she killed some guy back at the end of the first book, even she though she killed her friend. Because yeah. he was mind controlled, and someone there was mad about that. I guess I was uh, definitely her friend. Closely. Her friend that is in Candor was also like she was like not fucking that guy because they don't do that, but like wanted to you know rub butts together, whatever it is kids do in this world. <laughs> um, and she she killed him, her friend or brother. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, well, she killed one the of the friends was like, "Did you hear Will died?" She's like, "Did he? I didn't know." <laughs> yeah, I knew. Yeah, I didn't hear he died. I saw he died. <laughs> I she, felt she's he able died to give. I killed uh, him. <laughs> she's able to give legally true answers. Like she can like talk around something. Like, did you eat the cake? Like, well, uh, the cake was eaten, and I was there. <laughs> she- it's like, yeah, she, did she you? Lying mistakes by were made, <laughs> not by me. No, no. So mistakes were made. Right. It's like whenever a company doesn't want to admit fault, <laughs> it is regrettable <laughs> that your data was all stolen. I shot a gun, and he ran into the bullets where they happened to be going when I fired a gun legally. This is the friend Will, right? But I did not this shoot the deputy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> When there's a will, he's in the way of bullets. <laughs> and then the friend's like, how could you? And then that conflict doesn't matter anymore either. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, move on. Like, oh, catty bitches. And I think it's somewhere around here that they like they spend like half the book in cafeterias. 
Did you notice that? Oh, this is no. Actually, the cafeteria when they go back to the to the Dauntless headquarters is my favorite part because her friend eats a mashed potato sandwich. Oh, I'm over like, that. Even the other characters are like, is that a mashed potato sandwich? She's like, yeah, it fucking is. What do you got to say about it? Like, that's real weird. Why, why are you doing that? That's brave. It's <laughs> so brave. It is fearless. Be brave enough to defy conventions and eat those mashed potato sandwiches. When, when, when you can't get enough carbs. What is, what's the <laughs> Irish version of Joseph? I was trying to. Th- I was. I did spend some time trying to think of what is that sandwich. Like called? it's a, it's a sloppy, a sloppy Joe, <laughs> sloppy Joe, but with like spelled with like G H. I think it's cilantro Joe. <laughs> the Shillelagh Joe. Um, <laughs> but there's another part where they're at the cafeteria, and yeah, it's like this is like something terrible had just happened before. They were out of cake. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like when she's having like some like cranky fight with Tobias because he's you mean fucking like every, sexually every repressed. other page they're having a cranky fight, and the pages other than that they're like, "I love you. Let me like rub myself on your thigh while you sleep." Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like, why do I always wake up with a crusty shirt? <laughs> so crunchy. I thought it was you have fabric hardener. Yeah. Yeah, because but, don't most people wear crunchy shirts because being soft shirts are for weak, unbrave people. <laughs> But she like spends time. Everything is cafeterias. Like, this is so terrible. Everyone's so mean. It's like Veronica Roth's only lens or, or possible way to view the dystopia of the future was to still picture a high school. Like everyone's like sitting with their groups. <laughs> the cliques Every, at lunch. The, the cliques are now part of society. The cliques are society. Yeah, imagine like that was the that was the time like this story. Was hatched like what if I like, imagine the emos were in charge? Like, well, fuck. that I guess not to her credit because this is terrible. That's who's reading these fucking books and thinking that they're good. None of those yeah. kids would be erudite. No, they would not. <laughs> Neither is she, for the record. Though there is a part <laughs> where uh, oh, where is it? I, I highlighted this other one. That was very funny about erudite. Where um, she's cranky because they're the bad guys, right? Like they're the the, the calculating Machiavellian. Well, pricks. they did they did just do an ethnic cleansing of the people who are selfless. So like double dick move. But it goes. It doesn't sit well with me how much our society needs erudite to function. So she's basically like, why do we need nerds? <laughs> it's like that's her that's her response. We just need cool hunky jock guys and edgy girls with bangs. We don't need smart kids. They're not cool at all. And later on, when like they're disguised as erudite, when they're like sneaking around, and run into one, he's just like, "Well, I am here to do the science, and I'm going to the laboratory where I am working." And like that is a good answer. Thank you for having a good time here. Good luck with doing science and knowledge. And I was like, people don't fucking talk like that because they're smart. What's what's wrong with you? She thinks that erudite is a synonym for autistic. <laughs> it's it was really just like absurd. How I, I don't this isn't racist. It's it is whatever it is, ist. <laughs> it's <Just> abnegationist. <laughs> it's just it's just fucking dumb. It's really dumb. So they keep going around and they take the truth serum, and Tobias takes the truth serum and he says something that we don't care about. And then Till he tells everybody that uh Marcus the president is his dad. Which like wasn't a secret. I mean it was kind of a secret name. because I guess, but it's not really a secret, I guess, because no one knows who the fuck he is, because no one talks to anybody outside of their faction, because everyone's a racist. 
what they know is they said, like, oh, his name is Tobias Eaton, and they don't think he's related to Mark Eaton from the Utah Jazz. Like, what? Well, the Utah the Jazz only... are all long dead. Mark Eaton was on the Utah Jazz. Or he's a he's great, great center. No, I'm saying uh, in this alternate future, he's, he's long dead. But it's, it's Chicago. They're really into the blues more so anyway. Mm-hmm. But they, they go and um, basically then, like, there's this fucking uh, stooge shows up. And you're like, am I supposed to know who Max is? <laughs> I don't think you are, because I don't remember him. Which one's Max? Max was the dauntless guy who came, and he's like, we're here to negotiate with you. You're going to give us all the divergence. He's like the boss of Dauntless now that Janine has taken over them with brain control. Though I don't really understand, are they always mind-controlled or, or not? Or does she, is he mind-controlled now? I don't. Who cares? No, no one does. But he comes in and he's like a hot He's like, you can't negotiate. You're in a shitty position. We are dauntless. Ma ha 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 ha. And then this is when the, the children, characters of the book, become just fucking assassins. And they just start murdering people in cold blood. Yeah. Which, which was, uh, you know, nice, I guess, uh, change from the naivety of the rest of the book. But they're just watching him talk. And then one girl just... Was Without it talking, no, no, Eric later. They just sh- Max, Max is there, and a character named Lynn, who I don't fucking remember who she was, she just shoots him in the chest <laughs> as they're peeking over oh, from right, like a lives. Ball- you know, banister over a banister or something like that. Like their children eavesdropping on their parents, <laughs> but then one of them kills a grown up, and then chaos ensues, and then they um, sh- more shooting nonsense happens, and they. They they have a thing where they they shoot like a magic a magic gas that uh, knocks out everybody and except the divergent people it's, they're it's like their brain can, farts. <laughs> their their brain though can you know synthesize this gas or whatever and they don't fall asleep from it because there's something wrong with their brains there was a part where guys like you know there's there, the, by the way in the previous book. They never fucking heard of a thing called divergent, right? It was like this is well, it was secret. like a secret, or no? People kind of knew, it was an open but secret. it wasn't. It wasn't widely known by everybody because Tris had never heard of it. But then there's a part in this book. Apparently, everybody fucking knows what it is. And one of the other characters, at some point, you know, they're like, "Oh, a little girl comes over. You're divergent. My mom says stay away from me because you might be dangerous." And the other girl's like, don't tell me you actually believe all that kid stuff about that divergent. As if it's like the boogeyman. Like they've oh, opened she's the one who's a, who's a divergent truther. She's like, they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> They're just using that so they can take away our rights. <laughs> Divergents can't melt steel beams. Which, you know what? I'm going to say, honestly, that's very realistic. There's going to be some people who are like, no, no, it was the Jews. Like, no, no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get back to my mashed potato sandwich. <laughs> I think she's the potato eater. I'm trying to. I don't even care. I already closed the, the thing. I don't like what someone said. Yeah, it doesn't believe matter. all that. It's like I thought this was a new thing, and all of a sudden, <laughs> like children have been raised at their mother's teat, learning about it. Did, did they maybe like tell everyone about it during the the, the last eight hours? I mean, the revolution <laughs> was at this point. I want to say a week or two ago. That's a long time for propaganda just to, to spell, spread out and sink you know, in. This fucking city is not very big. Like the populations <laughs> of each one, each faction are not like thousands of people. It's 
pretty small. There's 119 dauntless kids, and one dies every 12 hours. Yeah, <laughs> really. It's like the trains keep the population in check, like wolves and deer, and <laughs> <laughs> like cheetahs and antelope. Yeah. It's an equilibrium. It's like, oh, these these hot athletic kids keep fucking. Like, what if they just had to always jump on moving trains off of roofs? Like, oh yeah, that'll call the herd. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> It's you know it's not impossible, it's especially not, especially right. given what you find out at the end of this book. Oh, we'll get there. So then, hopefully, then, soon. Eric, Eric is. Can we the just bad, get there now? <laughs> I know you want to hold on, but Eric is the bad guy from the last book who was the leader because he was nineteen and a half. <laughs> and he, I'm top boy. I can sing high C. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has to shave once a week, so he's the boss. He's got the biggest dirt stash. <laughs> <laughs> from all the eating of ass he does to be his higher ups yes eric dirty sanchez is the leader <laughs> and he's just straight up executing children he's like fucking like an isis fighter he's yeah. just coming and he's like these are not the people we need they are expendable and he's shooting them in the fucking hallways of the building gleefully and uh and then he gets into a fight with Triss, who has lots of fights. Like she, she, but this is my favorite one because she shot him in the last book. I forgot that, but they remind you of it nineteen times. And she's also recently been shot. Well, she and got so shot. At the, she a, got shot at the end of the last book, and since then she's got gun PTSD. <laughs> Every time she goes to gun, she's like, "I'm too scared to shoot this gun." I was like, okay, sure, whatever, man. But they they have a fight where they half of the fight is just poking the wound from the last fight. <laughs> <laughs> where he's like, I put my thumb into his bullet hole, and he's like, God damn it, that hurts. Or like, <laughs> I step on his foot, which was recently broken when I threw a cinder block at it, or whatever the fuck it is. She shot him in the foot. They just have re, they just re injuring things. <laughs> That's a fight sequence. But and then she I then shot him again him. in the hole of the last bullet hole. <laughs> it's like, oh, was that uh, Live Free or Die Hard where he shoots through the bullet hole to shoot somebody else? Yeah, maybe that's how he defeats the final bad guy. So she stabs him and subdues Spoiler. him. And, uh, oh, yeah, from that 15 year old shitty movie. From the fourth Die Hard 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's still waiting to see the first Die Hard. What are you worried about? Have you not seen the first Die Hard, Nate? He's I think seen I've the seen the first one. First one. Oh you my would know God. if you saw it. I've seen one of them. It's probably, hopefully, the first one. The I hope it was two. Was there I a hope lot of you plot? only saw Die Hard 2. <laughs> was there a lot of plot I missed? Uh, he shoots I a lot of I think it was the guys. first one. It's the one where they're in the building. Just one building. It's really not a good description. <laughs> and and, uh, and Al, Uncle Al from... Uh, Snape is the bad guy. Snape is the bad guy. And... Uh, the the guy from Family Matters is the boisterous cop outside. Oh, uh, Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow, not Uncle Al. What the fuck is Uncle Al? <laughs> you think of Al Borland from Home Improvement? He's not an uncle. I don't know. But <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, um, they, have a, they have a ridiculous fight, and then the Dauntless are like they start making up rules. Now they're like the Charter says that we could uh, we could elect a new leader if we have a quorum, and we pick new leaders, and we're going to summarily execute this man. Because there's two and, there there's the the what they call the traitor Dauntless, but I don't remember if the traitor Dauntless are the good guys or the bad guys because it's confusing. Because yeah. um, I guess they're traitors to each other. 
But you know, some of them have stayed behind. It's all a matter of brain control, I guess. Yeah, who's well, the traitor the, to who? The people's front of Judea versus the <laughs> Judean people's front. <laughs> but they're, you know, yeah. And then now all the the Dauntless who are not being mind controlled and are the good guys. Though I guess they're all divergent, which is why it doesn't happen. But some of them aren't. I don't really understand. No, because they get mind controlled later. I don't know why. No, some of them are somewhere else again. <laughs> but the but people like the other ones non-divergent. But the people who are non-divergent are like, like they're they're like will walk off the roof and like kill themselves if the div- divergents don't like turn themselves in. Yeah, but I, my question Janine's is why? Why did some of the Dauntless stay there and be the bad guys, and some have left and are not the bad guys? I don't know. I think how that some were just allegiant allegiant to Eric the prick leader guy. I guess. And then some, when they woke up out of the very, very real simulation, and they were like, oh, my God, I'm covered in civilian blood, and I just you know, killed a bunch of they Israeli babies. They just did babies. a genocide. They were like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> and they left. Yeah, I guess that could be it. Okay. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. But yes, now the new guys are like, we got to have a vote. And according to the laws of the Magna Carta. The Magna Charta. Magna Charta. That's what they, that's what they have. Um, which for Dauntless is just in crayon on the back of a napkin that they used to eat just cake once. Vote good. <laughs> but it's spelled then, then G-U-D. They, yeah, they, they shoot that guy, and then they elect new leaders, and it, two of them are people I don't know, and, <laughs> and one is I wonder four. if they're going to win. <laughs> well, someone well, also nominates Trish, and she's like, she's like, no, I have gun PTSD. <laughs> but this, this is, again, where Veronica Roll is like, you know what's crazy? High school student council elections. <laughs> and so they just have that. It's like, that's the most important thing in the world. Okay. So uh, the Janine does like the mind control thing where she's like, evil if the divergence. If, yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, I also pack sandwiches. Like, what? <laughs> it's the worst thing. You gotta have to wait a half hour to go swimming, though. <laughs> so what's no, that's not brave. Fucking fuck evil. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna puke in the pool. <laughs> so Janine does some weird distance mind control thing where she can mind control the non-divergent, and they will. She will make them kill themselves. It's because they when they when they invaded the other place, they shot them all with little. Serum needles. So they had them full of like brain control cum or something. <laughs> and then, exactly then she could like remotely hack them because they have the stuff in their blood because they're just really good. When they all their intelligence powers go to creating serums, they're really big on serums. I think she saw the word serum once. Is like that must be a science word. Everything's a serum now. Anyway, I, my I, point I, is, I, Tris <laughs> decides to like. In order to get keep Janine from just killing everybody, like I will turn myself in. Essentially, I will go there, but not to. But she kind of turn herself in, but she's also like gonna there go there to try and stop everything single handedly by herself. So then well, she, she goes. Is, she literally has main character syndrome, so it's very very likely <laughs> she could do it. Well, she might just be able to pull it off. Fingers crossed for you, Tris. You found out earlier that Janine hides in her smart laboratory all day doing science <laughs> and definitely not watching baking shows on Food Network or whatever the fuck Janine's really do in life. And so she's going there to find out. Because they had a spy, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Oh, well, her they brother. It was her brother. 
What the fuck? Tr- is Trish's brother, brother is Caleb. He, is he Caleb? Yeah, he's Caleb? he's just like around all the time. He's like hiding out with them all because uh, he's all pissed that you know his parents are dead. But he's an erudite. He's like, oh, they're doing some bad shit. And then he's telling they're not them, like, citing their sources. This is what's <laughs> just terrible. <laughs> this isn't an Oxford comma. This is, this is, <laughs> why are they using MLA? We're in Chicago. <laughs> Use end notes. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Then, then she goes to turn herself in and then who is there but her brother? And you're like, I don't care. <laughs> and he was nice move. Galeb. And he, she's like, douche. why would you be a traitor? And he's like, you know, there's that big secret that the other guy talked about. Well, I know what the big secret is. And Janine doesn't want people to know the big secret. So she had to kill everybody. Uh, and then mind control everybody else because we can't reveal the secret TM until the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> we will manifest it then. <laughs> Thinking about it really hard. So Tris turns herself in, turn, turns herself in when they like do like some semi successful like mind control thing serum on her. Well, they give but her an MRI. MRI. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But then four. Have you ever had one? Those suck. This is really not fun. Well, this this is my favorite part because, I mean, Nate, maybe you can tell me if this is true or not because it sounds like uh, sci-fi drivel, but it it could have some basis in reality, though I don't think it does. She gets the MRI, and they're like, wow, look at the size of her prefrontal cortex. Oh, God. And she's got a very small part of her cortex that knows what rewards are. Amygdala. And she's like, oh, that means she's super, like, good at, you know, getting things done, but she doesn't care about the rewards. So it's like... She's going to be awesome at that marshmallow test we give to kids. <laughs> when they're two. Yeah, it's like, so I don't, I don't know enough like about the... brains aren't that differently sized, are they? No. Only if you have cancer. <laughs> I mean, I know, like, like, Einstein had, like, a really big occipital lobe or some shit like that, but... Like, not, not everyone's really. brain is different size and shape to the point where it, like, affects your personality. Well, something's wrong. Uh, and, uh, that's uh, called and, phrenology. Yeah, and there's <laughs> yeah, no, it's the definitely not true. So it's true that, like, some for some tasks your brain does, one part of your brain does a lot more of it or kind of specializes in that. But there is no task your brain does or that only uses one part. It's really about the connections between the different mm. parts of your brain uh, that that really get almost anything done. So... And people really don't have vastly different, like, you know, bigger prefrontal cortexes. Because it literally wouldn't fit inside your head if it wasn't the right shape. Yes, like, if you MRI a really nice person and a real dickhead, they're not going to have different shaped and sized brains physically. You you literally cannot see the difference. I mean, in terms of like, oh, well, they've got a bigger this thing over there. That means that they were more of a jerk. No, it's about the connections Inside the brain, mm. but what if she had like a really pronounced brow ridge that just been politely ignoring? Well, she's a Neanderthal, <laughs> as <laughs> they say geez. now. Neanderthal is the, is the OG pronunciation. No, but it sounds so stupid. It's because it's a German word. That makes a lot of sense. Read a book, <laughs> motherfucker. If I it read was, it, and I didn't know how to say it, it out loud. I would say Neanderthal. It's, it's the laziest thing ever. So they, it's Neanderthal is the first hominid that was discovered, like the first extinct one. And it was found in the Neander Valley in Germany. 
You want to guess what the word for valley in German is? It's tall. It's probably <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> and German has different spelling rules than English. So, you know, modern German spelling of that is T H A L. So it's like the laziest shit ever. You know, they're like Homo sapiens, wise man. And they're like, uh, the Neander Valley guy is what they named them. Yeah. And so that's the name. So nowadays, if you say Neanderthal, it's kind of pedantic, but uh, you'll hear both. Uh, so Erudite would not say Neanderthal because they're all uh, douchebags and they believe in genocide to protect yeah, the Yeah, they secret. also really like we. The, we also we eliminated the Neanderthals because they were of inferior genetic material. <laughs> so who cares? Yeah. But they were delicious. So um, then there's a character named Tori who I forgot about the whole book. I don't know if she was there the whole book, but she's there at the end. She was in the first one, I guess, because she acts like she knows her, so I guess she was in the first one. <laughs> there are so <laughs> many names. <laughs> I'm just looking at the names. It is oh like Tori and Ross and Chandler. And, and no, one in Dauntless, on. no one in Dauntless has like a regular name. They all have a cool nickname that a 15-year-old would choose. It's cool. Um, but all the other factions just have regular names. Like, I'm yeah, like Beatrice, Peter, I'm Will, Tris. and Bone Crusher, or whatever the fucking dumb name is. Yeah, were. Victoria, I'm guessing, to Tori is like, wow, what a leap. Maybe she just was like a very posh British person. <laughs> she was, I just, I don't like labor. <laughs> I put her in Tori. <laughs> I don't think they could no? have a British person. Veronica Roth doesn't know what those things are. So, <laughs> Tori, I think Tori was the tattoo person. Yeah, she was, I think. The, the hip, the cool Asian girl. But they get there, and um, they, they meet other random people and who don't matter. If a person gets introduced at this point in the book, you know they're there to get killed. So it doesn't matter. Well, she, she's turned herself in because she wants to save Dauntless from getting you know, mind-controlled off of ledges. And Janine is like, I need one of you divergents so I can study you, so I can make better serums. <laughs> That's really what it is. I need to make better <laughs> serums so I can mind-control more people. She's fucking Mangala. She just loves world. serums. And this is the whole part where um, she gets rescued. There, oh, yeah. So she's like dig, having the serum studied on her. But then finds out, like, oh, you know what? We can just use four instead because he's a uh, divergent. So we don't need you. You're going to be executed tomorrow morning. Well, because he has now turned himself in yes. because he came to rescue her. And it's a real dick move because he's like, you turn yourself in to die. I'm going to do it too out of spite because we're both teenagers and we're stupid people. <laughs> I guess it turns out like he's got a plan to rescue her, which is like, we're going to break out of here. Like, wow, great plan. I can see why you're in Dauntless. Um, (laughs) And so... But instead of Triss getting executed, Peter, who apparently was in the book earlier, uh, saves her by instead of... I remember. It was a joke. It was a joke. Come on, guys. Uh, So (laughs) he's making fun of the fact that there's so many names that I have no idea who these people are. But he was earlier in the book. Dude, you could have told me Pita from Hunger Games showed up right now, and I'd be like, maybe. And he said, go Pats. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Here's some... Of uh, fucking petroleum <laughs> injections. So instead we still of. Live off of that. Uh, uh, Peter decides that to instead of inject her with the lethal <laughs> stuff, inject her with something that merely paralyzes her and then makes a break for it where four. No, Peter picks her up and four somehow has a gun and they like break out of the thing and they like shoot a bunch of people. Do you remember why Peter saves him though? He felt bad? No, it's because he's like, 
you saved my life once, so now I have to save your life once, and then we are even, and I can kill you later. It's like, what? That's it? That's, that's like Arnold Schwarzenegger villain logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but after that, he's like a good guy, or like the dickhead good guy, who's because he's now, you know, betrayed Janine, who does not forgive or forget. And she will remember this when it comes time for she office birthday She will never parties. drive you to soccer practice <laughs> ever again. Like, That's fine, Janine, because guess what? Your fucking string bean casserole sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's dry, okay? I don't care how many French onions you put on there. <laughs> so then they're going to have a big uh, final battle because it's nearing the end of the book, and you're like, oh, thank God. I'm almost done with this. Dribble. I could die soon. <laughs> I, I personally can die soon, thank God. Um and so Triss is like, oh, I'm going to tell him I'm too scared to shoot guns so I can't go on the attack because I have a secret mission where I'm going to go and I'm going to get the secret from the secret mission and I'm going to work with your dad who's going <laughs> to help us sneak in to get the secret. And then I have the biggest question of the entire book. In a book full of stupid bullshit where things don't make sense, their plan is they're going to sneak in and they're going to dress... They're, gonna, they're, they're driving a truck or something, or they're sneaking in through the gate, and they just walk by the guards, and they're like saying, we've got a delivery. Okay, let, let, listen to this. They walk it's a in. It's pizza. No, no. It, well, that part of the plan is stupid enough. It's stupid enough. So Deep it's, dish? This is Chicago. But it's Dad Marcus, Tris, and back. two characters that are extraneous. Wasn't this guy the president like a week ago? Yeah, they should know who they should recognize. How him, did right? they know the pre- oh, he's wearing a hat? That's obviously not the president that we deposed. <laughs> They're the worst fucking guards ever. Their whole plan is let's sneak in. It's like, I'm the president. It's like, nah, it'll be fine. Don't worry. He's what? Just, actually, I'm the vice president. I'm like, oh, we don't even know who that is. <laughs> That's fine. I, I get that all the time. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Secretary of the Interior. I know it happens. <laughs> it's. It's mind-bogglingly stupid. Oh, and they also pray at this. This is the part where they like pray with the with the farmers, and she learns about that God exists. And you're like, what the fuck? And then at the end of the book, it says, "Thank God." And it's like, oh, okay, all right. It's one of those. They say grace <laughs> before their assassination mission. <laughs> God, please bless these bullets that we're going to use to kill people. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Amen. Thank you. Yeah. So then they go in, and then... And everybody's uh, mind control at this point, so, you know. <laughs> it's just, just zombie states. Yeah. And uh, do we talk about fucking Janine's dead? Janine dies now. Well, they, well, they, get to, they finally they get to Janine's her. secret base, but, you know, the extraneous <laughs> characters are killed off dramatically or, like, sacrifice themselves to, so that the characters that you remember can go forward, and you're like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to miss that person. Because um, they're just brought in now. And like, hey, <laughs> nice to meet you. Like, all right, I'm, I'll remember your name if you're here next chapter. And then they're gone. And you're like, you're fucking moving on. <laughs> and so they make it up Let there. And they get up there, and um, but they're too late because Tori is already there, and she is torturing the fuck out of Janine. After they make it through the, uh, you have to complete this mini game on LSD challenge instead of just like security <laughs> cameras and a guy with a gun. They're like. You got to beat Boggle on hard mode to get through. It's like, what? But she, I like to think she's torturing Janine by doing shit like, I'm wearing white. Labor Day was last week. <laughs> Just like pissing off this fucking, the Uber Karen. 
<laughs> She's like the final boss. Is like, no, you can't see the manager, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Tris is like, we can't kill her because she has to tell us the secret. And and then Tori's like, I never read that book. And they shoot her in the face. And she's like, no, now we won't know the secret. It's like, oh, right, it's on the computer. Her, her password is one, two, three, four, five because she was an erudite. It's not just one, two, three, four. Um, <laughs> but instead, That's they, my luggage. they arrest Triss because you're a traitor. You didn't want us to kill this lady. He's like, I just, you could kill her like later. I just needed her for like, like 12, just like 12 minutes. Come on. I just went to ask her some stuff. You could kill her right after that. She's like, no, you're a traitor. And then they're going to execute her for being a traitor because they're brave. Um, and then the, then Tobias shows up. He's like, no, I've got the secret. And he sent it to somebody and they put it on all the TVs or like public access TV that everyone watches. Oh, because at this point, all day the the factionless army has stormed it and is you know they they are taking over because they have the guns because all the all the people are like, hey, cool, we're done with the revolution. Here, hold my gun to all of them. Like, cool, thanks. And then now, like, we're going to get rid of all the factions. And he's like, ah, oh, a double cross. And Tobias comes in. He's like, no, I found the secret. <laughs> Quadruple cross. Like, you skip three. Like, I can't count. Uh, I'm dauntless. <laughs> Everything is four because that's my name. <laughs> I'm one of my fears is math. <laughs> and then they reveal the big secret, and you're like, "I'm so fucking angry." <laughs> I'm so angry. So the secret is that. In, in so they get, they get they get shown this video <laughs> by a woman who looks vaguely familiar to Tris, and it says, "We're we're this outside." organization and we put you all in there in chicago as a kind of like a scientific experiment so that you can breed more divergence that's what it all was and i'm going to join you the end except her name is edith Pryor. it's like wait what Pryor? barely know her yeah <laughs> jimmy makes that fucking joke every time so and then it's like <laughs> boom the end <laughs> And I, am I supposed to recognize that name? Well, <laughs> Tris's last name. name is Pryor. Oh, well, she's, I fucking she's, be, that, she's yeah. uh, Tris's grandmother, or great grandmother. Oh. it still doesn't make this a good ending because what the fuck does that mean? They're like the world outside is full of bad stuff, so we put you guys here to experiment and said break them up into groups until they breed not of those groups, and it happens right away. Because that's stupid. They say like, "Oh, someone's a second gen." So, what was the experiment? I guess maybe we'll learn more in the third book that I'll. I hope to really enjoy reading. Um, But it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. I mean, the idea is that they're supposed to. I mean, according to the book, the idea is they're supposed to just breed more divergence by putting them all together. But if you already know who the divergence are, because you already have a fucking test for them, make them breed. Yeah, you don't. Erudite never heard of a fucking Punnett square. <laughs> yeah, w- w- she said like the world outside is full of people who are like too stuck in their ways. It's like what? So is everyone stuck like, in their ways? Yeah, it's not because they have one aspect of their personality, and one of them is being a farmer. What? What the fuck <laughs> does this mean? What? It's like, and why wouldn't just more divergence appear out in the whole world? Like, why? Where there's more the, people. Oh. yeah. The gene pool, those genes didn't exist out there, clearly. 
Yeah, it's it, it's like those Amish people that all have six fingers. <laughs> like ugh, those yeah. jeans start floating around. It's like a kiddie pool. Oh yeah, the, the gene puddle that they that they splash in. <laughs> the Janine pool. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, like that's fuck Janine. But <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, yeah. this ending means that everything that happened in the first two books up to this point is like, wait a minute. This was all just not real. Like this isn't the end of the world, and you're the last people holding on. You're just this, like you're on Survivor. It, it, we got simulation septed. <laughs> this is a it's sim, the mega simulation. None they were of living this in it the whole time. It's all fake. And you're fake, like, I hate this news. even more now that I know it's fake. It was all a dream. We haven't even begun the plot yet, and we're two <laughs> books in. <laughs> Almost oh, a thousand that's... pages. And she's like, Thank how God can there's... I keep this gravy train going money-wise? Like, oh, what if this was all just a prologue? Well, that's kind of how trilogies have to work, which is, for some reason... are there everybody... four of these, though? No, they were going to make four movies. Because remember how they made two yeah. Harry Potter movies into the final, out of the, out of the Harry Potter books? Yeah, in two Hunger Games. Oh, okay, I thought, I thought like, for some reason there 17 were Hobbits. four books also. <laughs> There's well, I think she. I think there are three main novels, and then there's like a oh, there's miscellany there's like short, short story, story thing, shit. which I really don't. I mean, it's not terrible enough to be a punishment book, but I really never want to read that. <laughs> no, God, no. But she, she did. You know, she had an idea, and it has to be cohesive enough that if it ends there, you could be like, "Wow, that was a thing." This is definitely cohesive, and but that then it's all bullshit. But then when they go. <laughs> We're going to make consistent. A, we're going to make a trilogy out of it. The second act of the trilogy has to have a huge fucking cliffhanger. The cliffhanger which is, this a is prob- the first two thirds of this of this series are worthless. <laughs> yes, they the don't book, count. This, the second book ends with "Once upon a time," <laughs> and then you start the actual story. But it's uh, that's the problem with with the way books are kind of designed and marketed in this this world today of oh we're gonna make a trilogy and we're gonna try to hook the kids in by giving them the equivalent of book uh, fucking uh heroin and then they're gonna read these shitty books and dress up like you know merchandise the shit out of it and etc i mean she's just following the plot that's what that's what fucking that's what they all do i mean, think of the hunger this is clearly just the hunger games part deuce oh yeah I saw an interesting comment on the internets about YA. And it was, you know, like the Hunger Games came out and then everything was just a rip-off of the Hunger Games, right? Right, just like after Harry Potter, everything was a rip-off of Harry Potter for a while. Yeah, and the, yeah, the, I mean, the, this the, that was the first of this series of like, there's a shitty dystopian world and what the tweet is like, you know, I'm going to th- uh, throw a dartboard. Like, people are divided up by dart. It's like... Uh, astrology signs and what else uh, dart uh, singing is illegal and it's like there is a girl two boys love her like okay yeah that's that's every every single one of these fucking things uh, the dystopian princess literature is what it all is but they said like there were hunger games came out and then everyone kind of like tried to rip on that if the hunger games came out after these books it would kind of be seen as like making fun of these books because a lot of the shit in that book in those books are different like it's all it's still ya stuff but it's different enough like 
she doesn't really like those boys. She's just going along with it for propaganda. She's not actually doing the revolution. She is literally a figurehead. And she's just like, I hate all this shit. I just, I just want to kill a rabbit and like live by the coal mines. It's like, oh, this shit again. I'm not, nope, not that guy. I don't want to fuck him. I just, I'm, I'm just trying to get a killer rabbit, man. Just leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to shave my legs again. It like kind of like undoes all the tropes that it, it set that the other books rip off. Well, I think other books ripped it off and they, they missed what, I mean, not that I, I think the Hunger Games weren't that amazing, but whatever th- yeah. intelligence they had gets, that's like the first thing that's lost yeah. in the replicas. They take the most superficial parts of it. So they just go, ah, young woman. In a world. In a world where Chicago, it matters. And we have people divided up by uh, personality traits. There's a young woman who is very brave coming to a theater this summer. But also a second thing. I think we we should just make up our own. Like it's in the future... In a post-apocalyptic Nashville, where people are sorted by who has a second toe that is longer than their big toe, <laughs> or don't. This is just Star Bella Sneezer shit. And they are in a living world where music is outlawed. It's the there's reboot only, of Footloose. There's only <laughs> deaf poetry. Poetry slams are the only accepted form of art. And then you can see in the trailer, like, it's all deaf poetry. They are deaf. They don't hear anything we say <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> Just terrible, terrible dialogue like that. Okay, so who should read it? <laughs> Nobody. I mean, no one. does anyone still read this shit? I think that it's moments Probably. of like, it's, like people gave up on the movies because they stopped caring. Uh, they didn't make the last movie, which is hysterical to me. They're just like, we're just going to do it on TV. And all the actors are like, nope, nope, it has to be in the theaters. I don't want to do it either. Goodbye. Yeah, no, no no one wanted to do it. They used that as an excuse to like get out of the contract. Even though the third movie made money, it was a profitable film. It's, it's, I'm surprised they didn't try to force it. Yeah, but somebody probably drew the line on the graph, and it was like, we made this much for the first movie, a little, oh, little yeah. bit less, a little bit less. They were like, uh-oh, you know what? This next one's going to go into negative. I mean, yeah, they were absolutely getting worse as they went on. So, I only saw the first one, and it was pretty bad to begin with. But in this genre, the bar is really low. Yeah. So these are, I mean... I guess there's probably like for every shitty ripoff that you have heard of, there's 47 shitty ripoffs that we've never heard of. Oh, yeah. So I guess it's, you know, the cream of the bullshit crop. This is the nugget of corn. Cream of bullshit. (laughs) It's the worst kind of soup. (laughs) Yeah, no one should read. This is bad. This is very, very bad. It's really bad. And it's it's poorly written. The 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 premise is asinine. And uh, the characters are all it's stupid. Four ass of four, ass of four, because <laughs> only got four asses. Four ass. <laughs> <laughs> and this book has so many characters that, like, with so many very generic names that don't matter. Was now very most hard of them are to dead. keep track of, and they don't matter because they live in a, a social experiment. <laughs> At the end of it, it turns out that they're just on the newest season of the real world. But they, they're all, <laughs> they've all been Truman showed. When people go into Chicago and the doors are closed and people stop start being real, 
Like that's what happens at the end of this. Yeah. And you think uh, that yeah. they want people to breed diversions, they would have these kids fuck more. But they Right. They never fuck yeah. once. Well, no, that's Not because once. I guess because Veronica Ross is a fucking Jesus freak. So every time four gets close, he's like, God damn it, that's my number one fear. And then he stabbed himself in the penis to let the blood out and the sin. That is horrifying. And <laughs> that's one of his fears. They never said what his four fears are. I mean, I'm sure they did, but that's definitely one of them. They did it mention his, that when they did their fear dad. thing again, that he said, my fears is still four, and they've changed, but they didn't say what they changed into. So one of them is definitely that. One of them was his dad. One of them is that Triss dies, because originally it was like, I have to shoot a lady, because he had like a placeholder fear. <laughs> it was like, I'm going to find a lady one day in my life, but I'm afraid of losing her till I meet her. It was his dad, a girlfriend, Jews, and getting kicked in the balls for his four fears. And now one of them is having to stab himself in the dick to stay pure. He's like, I'm not sir. I'm already circumcised. Don't make me do it again. And they're like, you must. And he's like, oh, no. And then he wakes up in a cold sweat. And she's like, what happened? Was it your penis? I don't know what that is. I really like the part where the guy's like, what's wrong with you? You divergence. Your brains are so weird. And what does it say about you or your anatomy? As if the other, that guy in that scene was like, do you have a penis? Like, they don't know anything about girls. Does it split in half? Is that what divergent means? It's like, is that the bun? (laughs) Is that where the hot dog goes? (laughs) No one should read it, and I really, really hope we don't read the third book. I feel like now that we've read two of them, we, like, we'll eventually have to, but hopefully it'll be a while. And we'll have it to is remember. Jimmy's rule. We'll, we will have to somehow remember all this shit. I guess we don't have to remember it because it doesn't matter. We didn't remember <laughs> yeah. it this time. <laughs> and and look how well we did. And it's a completely blank slate. This, the next is, book. this is the book version of Whose Line, where he's like, where everything is made up and the plot doesn't matter. Yeah. Great. Well, if you want to encourage us to do more of these uh, shitty reading acts of compliance <laughs> to, to complete me. a series, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you're truly dauntless, head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub where you can support the podcast. Or just leave a review and tell the world how great did you think the podcast is. And if you think it's bad, you didn't listen this far into the podcast because you stopped at 37 seconds in so go fuck off and join us on goodreads and talk about what faction you'd be in i don't care please no <laughs> and check out the <laughs> hopped up network a network of independent beer podcasters and thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs>